Welcome world to Townley Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down into itty bitty pieces so I can understand better and hopefully you can too. I am your host, Sean Townley. Today we're going to talk about one of my favorite subjects. I think I say that quite a lot, but this truly is one of my favorite subjects because I believe it is the foundation of your financial independence. It is your financial plan. It is is everything you're going to build on going forward. We're going to talk about paying yourself first. We're going to talk about savings. Now, we've been breaking down expenses. We've been breaking down spending plans. We talked about income a little bit. And now we're going to jump into savings. And we're going to break that down even further today. And savings is paying yourself first. That's what it is. So savings is setting aside part of your income today for future spending on goods and services. So it, it is your peace of mind. It is your rock. It's your foundation. It's how you build wealth. It's how you have an emergency fund. So let's go through it. So emergency fund. This is the most important thing. When you start saving money, you need to build an emergency fund. You need to pay yourself first. And that's anytime you receive money, however you receive it, you need to cut a little bit, 20% preferably, you need to take that little bit and pay yourself first. I mean, and you can do, we'll talk about the other 80% on other episodes, but you want to pay yourself first. You don't want to borrow money under duress. That's the reason why you need an emergency fund. This is the fund that will help you build that peace of mind. We will, we initially want to get to $1,000 and then we want to grow that to three to six months of your essential expenses. So if you, if you, you know, just your food, shelter, clothing to last you three to six months in case you lose your job, in case you get injured, that's what your emergency fund is for. So you don't have to go out and borrow money or put money on credit cards. I'm hearing today that a lot of people are starting to put more money on credit cards again because interest rates have gone up or they're, they're starting to lose their jobs, maybe in the tech sector. And you don't want to be that. So make sure that you've got a little money set aside when things are good so that when things go bad, and it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, hopefully it never goes bad for you. But if it ever does, if you lose your job, if something in your life changes and you know you have a car accident, someone hits you, you have to do a deductible, anything like that, you want to have an emergency fund in place. So let's start off with $1,000. That'll give you a little bit. That'll, that'll cover deductibles for insurance, perhaps, depending on where you have your deductibles set. We'll probably do an episode on that as well. Ideally, you'd want to have those deductibles as high as possible so you can lower your premiums and you don't have to pay as much. And if you have an emergency fund set aside and you can pay for those out of pocket as opposed to putting them, you know, making a claim against your insurance, I think you're going to find overall your insurance costs are going to go down over time. Some of it has to do with age. Some of it has to do with how many times you claim. But if you can take care of some of that, and if it's small, you know, I mean, if you, if you get a fender bender and you can pay for it for less than a thousand dollars and your deductible is a thousand dollars, I mean, you can, maybe it's $2,000 and you want to pay for it on your own, then your rates don't go up. So you'll save more money in the long run doing it that way. The next, once you have your emergency funds established, then you want to start thinking about retirement. Now, there are things about retirement that, you know, and I'll break this down in a future episode as well, that if your company is offering a 401k match or something similar where they're going to give you money, if you put money up, they're going to match it. You need to take advantage of that right away. That's the only thing that would supersede an emergency fund because that is free money and you need to be able to take advantage of free money. So if your employer is going to say, hey, for every dollar you put in, we're going to match the first 5%, that's an automatic 5% raise. So if you set aside 5%, of your 20%, mind you, and then they match it, you've just gotten a raise, 5%, and you're setting it aside for retirement. So that's money you're going to need, hopefully, much later. 
And so you want to take that free money off the table. You don't want to leave any money on the table. So, so you need to think about how long you will work for active income. You know, we talked about active income in past episodes. That's money where you're trading yourself, your time, your life energy for that. So if you have to be somewhere and you're making an hourly rate, you're making $10 an hour. In an hour, would you perform the duties of that job? <clears throat> That's what you're paying for. Eventually, we want to start moving that over into passive income. And 401k is kind of like that, right? So as soon as we start investing into our retirement, we're going to start investing that into stocks and mutual funds. Probably not stocks. Mutual funds. Your, your employer is probably going to have a 401k provider. It's going to have a limited amount of options that you can do. But you can also have an IRA, and that's an individual retirement account that you can use. But these are ways that you can invest in yourself in the future, right? For 59 and a half and beyond, if you need those funds. If not, you can let them grow, continue to grow. A lot of times there are tax incentives to let it grow tax-free. So you can continue to make money on your money. And that's that's when you have passive income. That's when you're wanting to build that up. And you need that. And you want to do that as early as possible. And I'm looking at you late teeners, also 20-year-olds. You need to start that as soon as possible. As soon as you get your first real job or even if you work for a great company like, say, Starbucks, where you can work you know, 20 hours or so a week and they will still give you that. You need to take advantage of that because that is free money. That 5% is going to be very valuable in helping build your wealth over time. The next thing you may want to save up for in your savings is college. So if you are young and you want to go to college, you want to start saving as soon as you can. I, would, I want to stress that you need to go out there and look for scholarships, look for grants. There's a lot of money that goes unclaimed throughout the year that you can be using for your education. So I would encourage you to go look for those. But if, if you don't qualify for those, or if your parents make too much money or you make too much money, you can start investing into 529 funds. Or if you have a child, you know, that is probably going to go to college, you can open a 529 fund. You want to reach out to a financial advisor and talk to them and see how those work. But basically it's kind of like a mutual fund for education. These, those expenses need to go for education. And the cool thing about 529, it doesn't have to be for a set individual. So if that person gets a full ride scholarship and you have a younger sibling behind them, you can take that money out and use it for them as well. So, or another family member, or even for yourself, if you decide to go back and get your master's degree or your doctorate later on. Also, you can use a Roth IRA, you know, for college, you can, you can, you can invest in a Roth because anything you put in there in a principal after a certain amount of time, again, talk to your financial advisor. I don't want to give any kind of advice from a financial advisor standpoint, but you can use that principal and you can tap into it, you know, without having to pay penalties and fees, but checking on that. And then there's CDs, you know, I mean, old fashioned now that interest rates are going up, you may want to consider buying some CDs, you know, if they, if the interest rates go up high enough and they'll pay you for certificate of deposits, then maybe you want to consider that. There's many ways to, to pay for college these days before you take your wallet out and start paying for it. I encourage you, and we'll do a whole episode on this. There's different ways to pay for college, whether it be scholarships, grants, you know, make sure you do your FAFSA every year. So you want to get that federal money if you can get, and you want to make sure that you take advantage of every opportunity you can. I mean, so, so take some time, spend some time on this and, and get the kids involved as well, right? If it's for their education, get them involved, have them do some research. I think they'll appreciate it a little bit more understanding how expensive college is, or if college is not right for you, or if you want to go to a trade school, I mean, that it doesn't have to just be college. It could be you know, an art school, it could be, you know, going into a, a journeyman position to be an electrician or a plumber. I mean, those, those trade skills are very valuable and we're going to need them in the future. So 
it's not just college, the university, that kind of stuff. I mean, everybody, you know, not everybody wants to go to college. If you have a different passion, you need to find the school for you. But college is kind of a overarching umbrella for any kind of trade school or a academic or a, a trade type of education going forward. So savings will help with that. So once you have your emergency fund established, you got your retirement kind of on the right track, and then you start doing college. But what if a college is not in your future? What if you don't need college? What if what if you've already been through college or your kids are going to go maybe into the military or they decided to go another route or they're going to take over the family business? Then you can skip college and go right to the next one, investments. And this is where we start looking at stocks and bonds and owning real estate and maybe even starting a business or owning a business or buying a business and running that business. So these are investments. This is where you're starting to trick that active income and make it passive for you. Now, owning a business could be very active, you know, especially in the beginning. But maybe you like the idea of starting businesses and then turn them around and sell them to other people. I mean, that could be an investment too. That's your time you're investing and maybe you can sell that for profit. Hopefully it's for profit. Hopefully you're not selling it you know, for not a profit. But you can start investing and learning different ways. And there's tons of ways to do investments. And we'll do an episode on investing going, going forward. So savings. Let's do the recap. Savings is setting aside part of your income today for future spending on goods and services. Now, this could be in the immediate future or it could be in the long-term future. But Let's just agree that the way we want to build it, well, the way we want to take our savings is first, we want to build that emergency fund. Pay yourself first. Make sure that you're not borrowing money under duress and that you're building that to at least $1,000. And then over time, let's build it to three to six months. Then we want to look at retirement. Once we have an emergency fund, once we have a little cushion with the world, then we want to start looking at retirement. So when we're older and maybe don't want to work as hard or maybe work at all, maybe everything's coming in through passive income. We're able to do stuff then as well. And I would also encourage you maybe to take some trips. Don't wait till you get older to spend that money. Maybe spread it out. Maybe divide it up. As you start to build wealth, you'll have the opportunity to do that. You could be looking at college, either for yourself or your kid or your grandchild, you know, or another family member. You know, you want to be able to save for that as well. College is not cheap. I mean, it can cost as much as, you know, some big houses, you know, even. I mean, in, in you know, public university and as cheap as it used to be. Think about going to the junior colleges. Think about going to your local schools. And maybe maybe one day those will be free to go to. Something you used to do out of a high school and then you go beyond that. But look at all of your options going forward. There are several ways to pay for college. And there's some companies that are willing to help you do that. So looking forward to that. And then finally, investments. <clears throat> this is the secret sauce, that foundation thing where we start at making our active dollars start to work for us. Put them in the stock market, invest in bonds, real estate, own a business, maybe invest in someone else's business. You know, I mean, there is going to be risk associated with this, but at least your money is working for you and not the other way around like it is with active income. Hey, what do you think about savings? How much are you saving? What is your kind of goal? I know I threw out 20%. I know if you're the richest man in Babylon, it was always 10%. I think 20% is more likely so you can get on track. And I think if you start to hide it from yourself and you you start to put it in another account, you don't even think about it, it doesn't even hit your account, it could be even easier to do that. We'll talk about money automation at another time as well. But let me know what you think about savings. How is your savings doing? Are you not able to save anything because everything has to go out for your essentials and wants? Maybe you need to start looking at it a little bit differently. Reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley. You can find me on Twitter at Sean Townley. And check out my website, seantownley.com. Until next time.